Hey, before we start this episode, Jen and I just want to say a huge thank you. Thank you so much. To all of you who have been listening. Would you do us a favor? If you have a moment, 30 seconds, would you mind going and starring, rating, and reviewing this podcast? Um, five stars would be great, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Um, here's why. That helps us to reach more people. It helps us when people are searching this podcast. So if you've been entertained or helped or we've made you smile or laugh or you're a, a regular listener of this podcast, it would mean the world to us if you would rate it and review it and it help us get it out to more people. Hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks. Hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Cheers, babe. Cheers, babe. Good to see you. We are currently right now in Coffee Talk Studios, and there is a thunderstorm in Seattle. It's which, my favorite. It's a big deal, though, in Seattle. Big we, deal. Ben, babe, you were born in Atlanta, Georgia. Thunderstorms happened a lot. So all of our friends on the East Coast, you get that. But in Seattle, it is rare. Our daughter, Serenity, woke up this morning and yelled from, we were downstairs. She yelled from upstairs. She's like, is it an earthquake? <laughs> because the thunder was rumbling the house. So there's something cozy about a thunderstorm. Why is that? I absolutely love thunderstorms. Why? It's it's this sense of like, I don't know, thunderstorms gives me a sense of like cozy, peaceful, Home. stay tucked in. It's like you're you know, sleep like- in a little longer, pour a hot cup of coffee. And and plus it's it's my childhood. Every other day during the summer in Atlanta, you, a thunderstorm is normal, you know. Yeah. So it just brings back all those memories. Um, we actually had Is that beautiful? That was poetic. Yes. <laughs> Poetry at its finest. Um, I we just recently got back, actually just last night, from Bend, Oregon. So I, I was talking to someone on the phone the other day and he's like, So what's in Bend? Why are you there? Which I started <laughs> laughing because his question was loaded. I'm like, exactly, what is in Bend, Oregon? But we have friends that went down to Bend, Oregon during quarantine. Apparently they opened up some of the restaurants. And I've never been to Bend, Oregon. We went for what? What were there for four days, babe? Three, three days. Three days, yeah. Yeah, we four drove. Days. Yeah. Um, it was nice. We honestly, we drove because you could get breakfast. We were able to go to a, a friends. That is honestly why cafe, we just was a like diner. Yeah, spontaneously, like, let's go. The why diner not? was called. It was called Sintra Diner, but I want to call it Sinatra. It was cafe. really good. Yeah, yeah. Like, we, why did they go with Sintra? They could have just gone with Sinatra, but. We um, had breakfast out, and if, it's been over two and a half months. If you've never been to Bend, Oregon, it is the quintessential place for people who like to bike hike, boat, fish, mountain climb. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're like professional it is, outdoorsers. It's the outdoor mecca. They yeah. just did all the things. We hiked up Smith Rock. Smith Rock. It was so nice. Which is, I guess, iconic. It's like where it's anyone gorgeous. who's a mountain climber or they get into the climbing thing. You know what's really great That's about Bent, Oregon? It's only a five and a half hour drive. So if you just want to kind of get out, do something, get a new view, it's absolutely, it's like desert. You've got the desert High feel, Oregon desert, yeah. But then you've got all the beautiful mountains. So it's it's gorgeous place to visit for sure. It was we cool. have some friends who are like adamant about moving there. Like as soon as they come back, they're in Ben as well. And I'm not feeling that kind of love for Ben. God, no. But uh, it was definitely a great spot and to, keeps, you keep to saying, visit. It sounds like you're saying Ben, like not Bend. Bend. Um, the only disappointing part of Bend was you <laughs> never put on a bathing suit. That's why I prefer the beach 
on the regular oh, is because you get to try out. You which you recently just bought a new bathing suit. I walked into the bathroom and you were wearing why. it. I don't even need a new one. But you know what? I, these little like Instagram advertisements are getting me real good. I don't uh, know if anyone else. I want to shop. Yeah, I want to oh, shop so bad. I I was like, what nine ninety nine? I'm done. Like you know, and it takes like twenty days to get to you. It's, that bathing suit only cost you ten dollars. I think it was like four. Okay, I'm exaggerating. I think it was like fifteen ninety nine. Like it was nothing, and it's cute. That's more than cute. But it, I, I was shocked that it fits. So I was like, it's mesmerizing. Done and done. I was mesmerized by that $15. Oh, yeah. I was trying on the bathing suit one morning. Oh, God. And he walks in. Got and me good. He, he was like, oh, sweet God. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what are you doing? I'm well, like, think I'm about it. I don't think I've suit. seen you in a bathing suit for a very long time. It's been a minute. You're typically by you're now. So it was typically by now, we'd be, we'd be doing the summer thing. Yeah. Kind of, well, it's, I mean, it's barely June, babe. Calm down. Like, we go on vacation in August. So, um, random thing while we were, while we were climbing Smith Rock. When we say we climbed it, we were using stairs that were built into the side of the rock, which is a mountain. Um, and Jen's like, hey, babe, you're probably going to say you climbed this rock now. And I'm like, actually, I'm going to say I scaled it. <laughs> you know, all the whole we do is walk upstairs. It was interesting. There was a climbers thing, and it had like these tips for climbers. And one of the things, it, was, it had three points. Chill out, minimize everything, um, be prepared. And they were talking about people are climbing up the wall. Like, first of all, when you're, com- when you're scaling this mountain, like, chill out. Like, calm down. Don't climb if you're anxious, nervous, whatever, angry. Or don't do it fast. Secondly, when you're up there on this cliff face, minimize everything. Like, just look at your next hand movement, your next foot movement. Don't don't look at the fact that you're suspended 150 feet in the air on this rock, right, and all go. the, like, how high up. Don't, like, because that, that will panic you. And then be prepared. Like, think through, have all your stuff. And I just thought, like, that's actually great advice for life like and right now in a pandemic chill out minimize everything like don't make things bigger than they are just like okay what can i do right now in front of me and then be prepared like make you know so i just thought like way to go climber's guide (laughs) you know what i'm saying (laughs) chill out minimize everything be prepared that's why i'll never be good at climbing i i have a hard time chilling out like it's a hard time minimizing yeah i'm just thinking wow i don't know if that i'm i kind of feel like i kill all three of those (laughs) you guys are you're being honest and i'm like i kind of crush all of that that's why i brought it up um anyways cheers to that um can we can we do this i so here's the thing for us. Coffee Talk, when we started this, was it two years ago, babe? Oh, thank you for all of the listeners. I mean, yes, honestly, it's, it's super humbling to look. We get reports every week, I think. Thousands of people listening. Um, it just means it just means so much to Jen and I and yes, Vic the Soundchick. Thank, so thank you for listening. And we started this a couple two years ago almost um, with the whole thought of like honest conversations. Um, we believe in that. I think we have to have honest conversations. Um, our tagline was the whole truth and nothing but the truth, which is kind of how we live our lives. Some people are like, oh, I think you're too honest. And I'm like, ah, I think you're too guarded. <laughs> you know, I think you say too much. I'm like, I think you don't say enough, you know, and agree to disagree yeah. in life. And if I guess I'm going to err, I probably want to err on the side of just being honest. I don't want to err on the side of being politically correct or being socially um, guarded. I would probably rather just like, hey, you know, and I think you can be honest and be tactful. But um, with that being said, I think it's impossible for us to do this episode without having an honest conversation, which we've certainly been having, about what is going on in America today, starting in Milwaukee with the murder of George Floyd. And um, we actually, 
we, if you listen to the podcast, you know that we do shots um, twice a month on Saturdays. And shots are these mini episodes that are really the sole purpose of those is to have fun, to laugh a little bit, relax. It's kind of for just entertainment value. There's good that comes out of it, and some, but you know we're having fun. And we were supposed to record one of those today, and we just told ourselves, I, I told you, I was like, I just, to be honest, man, I Mm -hmm. don't feel like laughing right now. And I know that laughter is good for the soul, and I believe we'll laugh again. But under the current circumstances in our nation and what is going on with racism, systemic racism in our nation and in our justice system, I just feel like it's not appropriate to release an episode where we're just joking and laughing. And if... If you're watching comedy right now, like driving back from Ben yesterday, I was listening to some of my favorite comedians because I just needed a good laugh because life is tough. But I think for us, I just like, we'll do it again. We'll have shots. We'll joke. We'll make light of life. But this is just, we are in this right now. And um, I just, the Bible says this, and you know where people have faith. It says there's a time to to laugh and there's a time to mourn. Mm-hmm. It says in Ecclesiastes 3, there's a time to to be at peace. There's a time for peace. There's a time for war. There's a time to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, we are certainly today in a time for mourning and fighting. Yeah. That's, we're in a, this is a time. We'll laugh and be at peace again. But right now, today, I think under the circumstances, first of all, mourning for sure at, at what is just an unspeakable injustice that isn't just happening. It's been happening for a very long time. And also, um, we have to fight. We have to fight. And there's been so much said about people saying, like, I don't know what to say, so I don't say anything. And I think those days are just long gone. Absolutely. Um, because that's saying something. Right. That's yeah. Right. By not saying something, you're saying something. And people are like, well, what can I do? Well, do what you can is what I would say. Do what you can do. Well, what, what can I do? Well, do what you can. And if that means at the very least speaking up, educating ourselves, um, I'm just committed to adding my voice to people that aren't being heard. There are people speaking, but they're not being heard. Right. I think it is safe to say people of color in the United States of America have been saying a lot and they have not been being heard. That's like exactly they're just, right. They're not getting heard. Um, I think they are now. I hope to God they are now. And at the very least, we can add our voice to it. And um, I haven't watched the video in its entirety. Um, George Floyd being suffocated by a racist almost man. Almost 13 minutes. I couldn't watch the whole thing. I. Well, it's one of the most traumatic things out. I've ever seen. It's one of the most unjust things. I have a problem. Like I can't watch certain movies like Mississippi Burning and racism at its at its core is just pure evil, in my opinion. And I have a very very difficult time watching those things. And I'm not saying that as a victim. I'm a white man, so I live under the shelter of the tone of my skin. Like it's not fair. It's a it's a privilege that should have never been. It's a privilege that privilege that should never be. And so I don't know what it is to walk in those shoes. I don't know what it is. I have no idea. But what I can do is walk alongside yes. um, people that aren't heard. And I can speak up for those who aren't heard. I can, I, that's the least I can do, right? Um, and not stop speaking up. It's not just a one time. This is going to be, this is, this is in some ways, I, I don't know. There's been a lot of people who are up in arms about the rioting. They're they're upset about it. But the truth is, is you shouldn't be upset about the rioting. You should be upset at that George Floyd died by a white man's knee suffocating him. That's that's the problem. Um, he was murdered. 
there's no debate. And certainly people will listen to this and want to debate. And I just, I literally, I don't know how you can be so blind in life. I, there was something released recently where like the, the initial coroner's report, which isn't the official one. It's the one that the police departments get. Um, it, it said that he did not die of asphyxiation. And so they're like, I'm like, I don't need a coroner, some some guy who's exactly. paid by the police force to tell me. With my own eyes, I viewed it happening. And they're like, well, there was other things that were there's there's a lot there's other things with all of us. There's other things that could have caused us that. There's other things with all of us. What what cannot be denied is an officer of justice was there while a man was saying, please, I can't breathe. And people around that officer were like, he can't breathe. And they didn't change anything. They killed him. That's murder. That's, yeah, that's murder. And there's just no way around it. And, um, and to take five days to investigate, friends, the video is all we all needed. And the three other men still not arrested. We we have to take notice. We have to use our voice. I don't know where it began, but there's clearly at the core of the justice system in the United States of America, there is racism at its core. And you know, I, I'm listening. I'm thinking about my black friends that are listening right now. Like, really, you're just now getting that? And no, I'm not. But it's maybe I am. And you know what? Maybe as white sheltered people. Maybe I am like, yeah, I think you're right. Like I knew there were racist people in the in all you know facets of society. And I certainly knew there were racist people in the justice system. But I think at the core, systemic, there is deeply, there is there is wrong. absolute racism. Um how I just don't know how this can keep happening and keep happening and keep happening. And to the people that are upset about the rioting, and you know, and obviously we're gonna have honest conversation. And I and I, I realize that what we're talking about here is now politics are getting involved, and I have no interest in politics. I just I that's one thing we don't want to talk about on this podcast. But I we will talk about people because mm-hmm. people matter. And if you're upset about the rioting, if you're upset about the rioting, it's like be upset that people are being murdered. Innocent people are being murdered. Listen, I have respect for officers of the law. I really do. I actually am pro law enforcement. Thank God for law enforcement in our nation. It has kept, it has kept things. I'm, I'm, I'm for it. What? So I'm not. I am not throwing officers of the law under the bus here. I'm not against them. Here's what I abhor to the very core of my fiber, and every human should is racism. It's deplorable. It's terrible. It's diabolical. And murder is murder. And I don't care if you're an officer of the law, president of the United States, a priest, a rabbi. I don't care who you are. If you murder, you should be tried as such. Murder is murder. You understand what I'm saying? And so. It's like, why are we combining the two things? I'm, I'm not throwing the whole police to force under the bus here. I have friends that are in the police academy that are, that are officers of the law. I respect them. I'm grateful for them. But if, if we commit these crimes, that, that doesn't give us a pass on that. And clearly there's something going on. And I'm glad. I think the rioting is getting people's attention. I yep. don't know who it was, and maybe it was Sean King, and who's kind of leading the charge. But he said he shops at Target. He's grateful. For, there's a Target that was destroyed in Milwaukee, and he's like, you know. But if big business, if it, if racism starts to affect big business, money talks, and maybe now organizations like Target and different places are like, hey, this is actually affecting us now. So enough's enough. And then governments and policies and police forces and funding starts to stop. And right. now all of a sudden we have a voice and we're saying like, hey, enough is enough. And so I don't believe 
I don't believe in violence. I don't think, you know, you know, rioting is the answer. At the same time, at the same time and in the same breath, it's getting people's attention. That's exactly right. It is, that's exactly right. It's getting people's attention. Babe, you've been saying a lot, you know, and I know this is this is really had a number on this, but I think multiple times throughout the last four days, you'll just erupt in like emotion and start to just, you know, which um, I love that you care and I love, uh, you know, but you'll just be like, I just can't believe it. You know, how are you? What are your thoughts? How are you processing? Um, what are some of the things that have really like you've spoken a lot of, I thought, profound kind of truths like this of the injustice that is and that has been for a long time? You know, I, I'm tentative to say anything at this point, but I will say this, this can't, this incident, and then the incidents that have been happening kind of in a domino effect over the last, what, two, three months, George Floyd is, is, is one of, of thousands, if I could say millions of men, black men and white women who have been murdered or have been abused, black women women been murdered or abused. And, you know, I, I, I'm so um, deeply moved and angry and sorry, but it's like, I just been saying over and over to you and the kids like, Hey, this, we can't just feel this today and move on with our lives. Right. It's not okay for me to feel angry right now for the next maybe week, you know, maybe, maybe 30 days. And then just somehow forget that this is going on. We as a nation have to do something, take steps every single day, commit to it, to see justice because it's not going to happen in 30 days. It's right. not going to happen because George, George Floyd is dead. It, we have to commit to being just as, uh, I guess, adamant, violently angry with, with righteous rage. There is such a thing to, to make, um, change, to see policies change, to see the core of the, um, you know, the, the justice system change. And it's going to take not just one person or a dozen, it's going to take hundreds upon hundreds of voices and cities to come together. Hundreds of thousands. And I just think for, for me, if I can just say like, I'm committed to that journey. It's not just this one incident. Cause you know what, you know what's sad? I know in my heart, it's going to happen again. It it's been is. happening yeah, for it already is. it's been happening for for years, and so I just actually it's been happening I'm since the beginning. I'm sorry that it's taken this many back to back that's been recorded that we've actually there's it's happening all the time, but we're actually seeing it um, through social media over and over again, yeah. and it's taking that to get a white woman's attention, a white man's attention, and it's just yeah. not okay. Police brutality, racism isn't just getting worse; it's just getting recorded. And I, I think Will Smith, Will Smith said that. Yeah. And, um, Which is, there's two so, things. There's two things so that have right. just really, I, I just fundamentally have taken issue with. First of all, is the all lives matter kind of thing, and secondly, is reconciliation. People are like, hey, we need to reconcile. Um, first of all, what we don't need reconciliation. Reconciliation means that it was once good and it was right, and we need to get back to it. No, no, no. What we need is remedy. We need a remedy. Can I just say this? Um, the justice system in America is broke. It's broke. Racism is systemic. It's broken. We don't need to get back to what it was because it has never, never been. been what it should be. So well, we don't need reconciliation. We don't. We need a remedy. Things have to change. And I hope and believe and pray that we are actually on the path to that. And I think what you said is true. Like. Um, we can't let up. 
we have to keep speaking yes. out. And there's only so much you can do. And I, different people have different spheres and realms of what they can do. But all of us, first of all, can listen, mm-hmm. hear what's being said, consider what's being said, have an open mind about what's being said. Stop living in our preconceived stubborn, like, no, no, like, no, no, no. Forget your party lines. Forget the, you know, and begin to start to say, like, no, no. Okay, right is right and wrong is wrong. And let's just be honest about what it is. And then, and then begin to speak up. And I'm going to add my voice to the voice of those who aren't being heard. People of color have a voice, but it's not being heard. It's being ignored. And so I don't, my voice isn't that big, but I will add Whatever. my voice. Yes, that's exactly we right. have to, right? We have to. And then all lives matter. So um, this is just getting to me. First of all, a few years ago when you know Black Lives Matter became a thing, when this started to really get I guess recording and people started to really come to the realization like, whoa, I don't think this is just an incident. This isn't just something that black people or people of color are saying like, this is actually real. There's actually, okay, there's police brutality. There's racist racism within the justice system. Like it's actually not fair. A black man doesn't have as good of a chance as a white man. A black man is targeted. I was reading a 30% more than a black than a white man would be when it comes by the police, right? So there's all these race racial prejudices that are taking place. Um, so it was coined Black Lives Matter, hashtag Black Lives Matter. Agree, right? And then then the Karen's and the Ted's of society hmm. are like, wait, all lives matter. And I just first of all, duh. <laughs> can I say that? Like, can I be a 10-year-old right now? Yeah, uh, I know all lives matter, Karen. I know that, that all lives matter, but not all lives are in jeopardy right now. Right. It'd be like this. It'd be like me saying my wife, Jennifer, and my daughter, Serenity, both of you, I love, I would die for, right? I, your lives matter immeasurably to me. If Serenity were in this room with us right now and she was choking and she was dying, choking, and no one was helping her, and you and her, and I go over to help Serenity, but you're like, but please make the point babe, why you're helping her or before you help her, that you love me as much as you love her. Like, hey, Serenity, I know you're struggling right now, but I just need you to know that your mom is just as important to me as you are. Like, what? Like, what? What What are you talking about? Mom isn't dying. All of my resources, all of my efforts, all of my emotions in that moment would be focused towards Serenity because in that moment, her life is in jeopardy, Right? So please stop saying all lives matter right now. Of course all lives matter. Right now, white lives are not in jeopardy. Um, babe, can you comment? Because I'm getting angry. <laughs> <laughs> no, what you're saying is so right. And I think, I think I'm just, I, I, I will commit to being better and doing better. And I don't even have the right words to say one way or the other, but I will say this, you know, I'm going to, we're going to continue to speak up. We're going to continue to, to make sure that our black brothers and sisters know that their life matters. And, and I'm committed to walking beside. Well, and they know that I think here's, and I'm reminded of the conversation I had with Phil on our last podcast, a good friend of mine who happens to be African-American. Racism isn't a conversation between white people and black people. It's a conversation between white people and white people. And I think, White people, myself, and we have to get on board like, hey, 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 we have to start to declare black lives matter. They do. All lives matter. Black lives matter right now because black lives are at are in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. 
it's not fair. Mm-hmm. It's racism at its finest. Um, I hope the veil just gets pulled completely off. And whatever has to happen, has to happen. I mean, is it too From much to White say House we're at war? Did you think anything could swallow house. up a pandemic? Yep. Well, it has. It has. You know, like what's going to take yeah. precedence over n- worldwide pandemic, quarantine, and virus it's like spread? God has just How about this? Back How about the, the virus of racism that has wow. been rampant in society that is so since, right. since anyone can remember? Like, time, now's the time. Um, and I just, you know, recently we've been having these conversations about. People matter more than purpose. And I just, I think that is just a fundamental truth that I'm going to live my life by, especially in my 40s. Like, we can do great things in life and we can create great programs. And, we, and you know, and I'm all about purpose. Like, this whole thought of like, live for something bigger than yourself. Yes. Um, in the faith circles, or like, do something so big for God that he'd be embarrassed not to show up on your behalf. Yes. Do that. You know, like, the fact that you're breathing is proof that there's still purpose for your life. Yes. Like, I believe all of those things, but not if it means using people or devaluing people or people becoming a means to an end for us to accomplish the good that we feel we're supposed to accomplish. False. I think people are the purpose. In fact, people matter more than purpose. I don't care what good you think you're doing. I don't care how great our dreams are and our plans are. If we are doing that at the risk of hurting, using, devaluing any people, it's wrong. It's wrong. And in fact, I think it's both and. I think we can do both and. And that's what I'm going to commit my life to. I mean, we've been doing, but I think it's been in my 40s. I've had this revelation like, if I have to choose between purpose, doing great things, and people valuing relationships, if I have to choose, it's I choose people over purpose. Now, I do believe fundamentally, I'm going to live my life, the rest of my life, trying to do both and. I think we can do great things and bring people along for the journey. I think we can 100%. help people and value yes. people, and we yes. should. But I just fundamentally disagree with this concept of it's either or, either Either this or that. I think in life, the either or scenarios are far and few in between. I'll never forget, man. Um, it's happened to me multiple times in church, in the church world, where I have had, and this I remember once in my 20s and then once years ago, where men in my life, older men, mentors even, have pulled me aside and said, listen, and this is real. I'm going to be honest. Here we are, honest conversations. Um, they wanted to promote me in, the, in, the, in, in what I was doing in the church world. They're like, hey, but here's what we need to tell you you need to stop confiding in your wife when it comes to matters of like church business. Like confide in her as a confidant in life and as a, as your as your wife. There and should in, be a separation. There should, there should be a line here. Like, because there, and essentially they said this, like we're hiring you, not her. <laughs> and I literally both times was like, I mean, it was everything inside of me not to slap these men. I'm like, hold on. I'm sorry. Like you don't get to either or. So either you stop confiding in your wife when it comes to like business or we won't give you the promotion. I was like, then fine. Keep your freaking promotion. I mean, I literally said this both times. I'm like, I don't need your promotion because here's what you fail to realize, sir. And your sexist comments, whether you mean it or not, what you're saying to me is like, we, we, we want you, the man that you are, and we, we don't want to involve your wife. I'm like, I would not be the man I am today if it weren't for that woman. And I don't know what your experience has been with your wife, but my wife make, has helped make me the man I am today. The way I think, the way I reason, the way I process, she helps me. And if somehow you sexistly think that she can't handle wow. hard things in life, 
then my God, agree to disagree forever. Both times I said that, both times I still got the promotion. <laughs> Can I just say It's just thank not an either or, man. It's a both and. Yeah. Am I right? A hundred percent. And um, can I just say thank you? Yeah. And I think that... I wasn't doing it for that. That's speaking... I know you weren't, but I think that's speaking to so many other scenarios. You use that illustration to say... To make a point. Thank you. People matter. Either or is such a... There are those scenarios in life, but they are far and few in between, and they're a lot rarer than we think. Like someone said the other day, they're like, well, you know, if you want to be healthy, if you want to lose weight, if you want to like... It's either this or that. Either you never eat cheeseburgers again or you become a fat cow. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> God knows in my, my struggle with weight. I've heard that. Come to find out, talking to professionals, it's not actually either or. It's both and. We actually had one professional tell us the worst thing you could do for someone who's overweight and trying to lose weight is police them. Mm-hmm. Is to like watch what they're eating. Because what they'll do, you're forcing them. Like, if you don't ever eat that, don't ever do that. You're forcing them to do it in hiding, mm-hmm. right? Totally. So here's what it is. Like, hey, every now and then, Maybe maybe reward yourself with a bite of a cheeseburger or whatever it is. Just, you know, it's both have ends. A, have a whole right. cheeseburger. I mean, yeah. Dwayne yeah. The Rock Johnson. Dwayne and The Rock the Johnson, the fittest, oh, most I, muscular that's man. That's what I love about him. It's a cheat day every week. I he's love like just that. pouring on the syrup and making those yes. pancakes look so good. And the rest of the week, he's eating salmon and carrots, you know? Well, good for you. It's both. <laughs> and people are like, you know, either you're a disciplinarian with your children or you're not. You know, you know, it's like, whatever your truth is, little Johnny. Little Johnny, whatever you think is right or wrong. Or you're like, go to your room. I'm going to beat you with an inch of your life. No, it's both and, in fact, you should say no when you should and say yes when you can, right? Like, that is actually, there's so many scenarios in life where it's like, hey, I don't think we have to draw these hard, fast lines, both and. Um, Why? Because people matter. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I'm all for purpose. I believe in purpose. I don't believe in purpose over people. And I think right now, in the climate of what is the United States of America, never more has it has it become more imperative that we believe that people matter. And specifically, black lives matter. We have to fight this fight. We have to fight this fight. There is no sideline. You don't get to sit on the sidelines right. on this one. That's right. If you say I'm sitting on the sidelines, in fact, you're not. You're not sitting on the sidelines. You've chosen a side mm-hmm. to sit on the sidelines. What you do, how you do it, I think that's up to each individual. And I don't think it's fair for people to tell other people what they should do or how they should do it. But by God, do something. Please. Say something. Speak up. Listen. And in fact, I think listening is probably the most important thing to be hearing. For me, being sheltered by the color of my skin, a white man sitting in suburban America, I don't know much, right? now. Right. I heard this said, and I think it was good. Someone was talking about white privilege, and I'm just going to read this quote, and I don't know where it came from, but it said, "Um, white privilege doesn't mean your life hasn't been hard. It just means that your skin tone isn't one of the things making it harder. Wow. I thought, okay, that's, you know what I'm saying? Because like a lot of times people can be like, um, you know, I've had a hard life. And in fact, I'm a white man, and I grew up poor. Um, we've, I mean, I've, we've experienced a ton of tragedy. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not saying right. white privilege means that you haven't had a hard life. It just means the color of your skin hasn't contributed to your life being mm. hard. And that is white privilege. Um, and that's what we're facing today. And so I'm committed today to listen to people of color, friends of color. Listen. And not just listen, but listen with an open mind. Listen to hear. 
listen to understand, and then add my voice to theirs, right? So right. I can have an understanding like, okay, I don't actually, I can't actually know what it is you're experiencing, but I can listen and I can hear and I can learn. And then I can say something. And I believe the journey will take us and we'll do what we can do. I think there will be opportunities for all of us. Like, hey, here's what you can actually do now. Okay, let's do that. I think there's petitions being sent out and there's, it's in today's society, it's so easy to text this number and issue a complaint or add your name to a, a petition or a protest. Like, okay, do that. Do what you can do, right? Mm-hmm. What can I do? Well, do what you can That's do. That's right. That's exactly Some people right. can do more than others, but do what you can do. I don't think there needs to be guilt over like, I can't do this. I can't do that. Do what you Just, can. That's exactly right. Say something, right? And choose a side. I hope you choose a side of justice. I hope you choose a side of people. I hope you choose a side of love. And I hope you choose a side of what is right. There's a clear line between right and wrong. Let's stop confusing it and mm-hmm. making it so, so gray. There's not. There's actually not much gray in this, Right. I mean, I'm not going to say it's black or white, but that's literally what we're saying. There's no gray here. Right and wrong. Murder is murder. I don't care who you are. Um, I actually am convinced and am starting to believe that this, this horrific evil will turn to good. That somehow this will now open eyes, change systems, and we could see good coming out of this. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking to reconcile. We need to remedy what has been broken. So well said. Well, so well said. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Yes. Obviously, um, some of our podcasts are given more to laughing and some are given more to seriousness. And I'm grateful that we have a platform to be able to talk about yes, this. I hope this listening. starts conversations mm-hmm. with you and whatever circles you're in. We've got to be committed to it. No doubt, as I'm thinking right now, like, have we said too much? Have we said things that people will disagree with? Of course. <laughs> I don't think you can be honest in life and not have people disagree with you. And I don't think you can be 100% honest and not sometimes say things say that you don't mean. Thing. So right. we'll listen back to this. We kind of don't edit things, but um, I'm in it. Yep, We're in this together. Um, and some of us are experiencing it. When I say we're in it together, I'm literally, I'm self-editing myself. We're actually not in it together because I'm never going to be pulled over because of the color of my skin. That's not going to happen for me. So I'm not in it like that. But what I am in it is I, I'm going to speak up for those who yes. are. I can do that. And we can see change. So God help us. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we'd love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us, or follow us on social media at It's Billy Huffman. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers. Cheers.